Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley. Delora, Delora, how are you today? Girl, I'm happy to be here. Um, (laughs) My voice is barely here, courtesy of preschool. I'm sick. So you know how that goes. It's okay. You just got that Alicia Keys, Beyonce voice going on. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because my my voice is typically way too high that it doesn't even register sometimes. So (laughs) how are you doing today, Ashley? I'm good, girl. You know, I'm excited, not only obviously because we get to do another show together, but also because we're about to have a reunion in person come this weekend. So I am very much looking forward to that, guys. I'm heading back to good old Ohio for the holidays. So me and Delora get to have a little girl time. I think we're even scheduled to get our nails did. So excited. Yes, we are. Super, super excited. Oh, my goodness. So, Ashley, this week... We got a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get into these quick headlines. All right. People Magazine just announced their sexiest man alive. Before I reveal this year's winner (laughs) or this year's chosen person, let's take a moment to talk about the greatness that was 2020s sexiest man alive michael bay jordan (laughs) how was his reign ashley was it was it a good one i thought it was immaculate i mean not only does he continue to dominate professionally still keeping that body oddy oddy together but he's also flourishing in his relationship with Lori harvey so i think 2020 was quite a successful year for our sexiest man well said because his relationship with Lori apparently is not a fling. No. They're going strong. Actually, it was about this time last year, that, you know, they had their first spot. And we were so. talking about it, sure was. But I mean, the glow up even with the skincare, you know, Lori's on this whole skincare yeah. routine. So, you know, keeping him together in all ways. So, Ashley, it is none other than Paul Rudd for 2021's People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. What do you think? I got a text about this at 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. From Johnny. (laughs) Love it. And to say that I was underwhelmed is an understatement. Paul Rudd? Okay, first, let me say, I love me some Paul Rudd. He's adorable. He has charm. I've loved him since Clueless. Ageless. But Paul... Why? Why Why? now? Why and why now? Taking it back to our last recap. Why and why now? Because for me, yes, I know he's doing the Marvel Ant-Man situation. I think he's going to be doing a series coming up, but it's 
you know, to me, Michael B. Jordan was not only obviously a good choice physically, but also the relevance yeah. of him career-wise and what he had going on. So well, we can't forget, Ashley, Paul Rudd does have things to promote because that's usually at a great point. There's something usually going on at the same time. He has his Apple Plus show called The Shrink Next Door. And he's bringing back Ghostbusters in the movie coming out this month called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Which I'm not excited about because the all female Ghostbusters kind of came and went. That was was very disappointing. But yeah, like I said, I knew he had a couple of things, but it's like, if you were going to give it to a funny man this year, give it to Jason Sudeikis. Like I could have seen that. Yeah. If you're going to give it to like a, a funny, funny guy. Because to your point, Ashley, it's not like these projects are highly anticipated or highly talked about or critically acclaimed or any of those things. Right. Whereas Ted Lasso, riding a very highway this is his moment this is jason's moment but again i love you know this is not blake shelton level of disappointment because that was absurd same i you took the words right out of my mouth ashley because i was like well at least it wasn't blake shelton (laughs) i'll tell you sorry gwen i know that's your boo but yeah, that was very surprising. But who's the committee at people? Maybe we need to talk about diversifying the committee of people who I are think, selecting. I think this is their way of diversifying the type of men they chose. Uh, they've chosen it through the years, you know? I mean, Brad Pitt has been it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that and makes Richard sense. Gare, and Richard Gere, mind you. And that makes sense. Like you're talking Gere, about beautiful men get Richard Gere until I saw I think Runaway Bride and I'm like oh I get it you didn't get I it never, in Pretty Woman I, I no because I didn't watch Pretty Women uh Woman, oh, okay oh I saw I was about to say Bride if you never first. saw him in the film uh American Gigolo either I mean you know that he was <laughs> Richard Gere was signed out in these streets let me just say that but Ashley where's our boo Chris Evans he should have been named the sexiest man alive. Chris Hemsworth has been named it. So has Ryan Reynolds. I'm just waiting for Chris to get his moment in the sun. Ryan Reynolds' response that you posted to our IG stories. Hilarious. This is why he was our Mary in our game of Fuck, Mary Kill of the Ryans. Because... Exactly. Perfect quotes, as always. But I love Paul. Did you see Paul Rudd's statement, though? Like, it reminds you of why, like, he's so adorable, right? Because he's yeah. like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna work on my brooding and soft light. I like to ponder. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna help me. I'm gonna, well, you know, hop on some yachts. Like, it was just really cute. Well, his own wife giggled. So, you know, that's and, funny. You know, it's so sweet that like, you know, his wife was like, well, you know, of course. And he's like, well, what else is she going to say? <laughs> I mean, your wife's not going to be like, really? That would be, that'd be rude. But good for you, Paul. You know, you're timeless. You ageless. I think you're going to be in this game for a long time. So good for long you. Long time. Look at us. I like to quote his, um, the, the hot, the hot wings segment. He always says that. It's a meme. Check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right. Now, this quick headline had me rolling. This comes from page six. Bezos tweets DiCaprio, Titanic-sized threat. 
after girlfriend Laura Sanchez swoons over actor. Ashley, have you seen this meme going around yes. these internet streets? Yes. If you have not seen this infamous video, it is Leo, Laura Sanchez, and Jeff Bezos talking at the LACMA Art Film Gala in Los Angeles, where DiCaprio apparently spoke on Saturday. And this was willing to risk it all, Ashley. <laughs> is she really? It was, it was bad. It was bad. The way she was like gazing up at him. And it caused such a buzz on the internet that Bezos apparently saw it. And he tweeted, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. And then it's, he leans on a sign that says, danger, steep cliff, fatal drop. Ashley, are you here for this, buddy? No, this is a planted story. I, I have to be honest. When I was seeing this headline, I was like, this is planted. This is a non-story or headline to me. They are friends. They go on vacation together with Leo's girlfriend. He's the one who supposedly invited them to this gala. He was probably just saying something cute or funny. And it's Leonardo DiCaprio. We know Lauren ain't leaving Jeff billionaire Bezos ass. First of all, she doesn't meet the age criteria for Leo. Leo's still dating early 20s. Girl, he does not date anyone over the age of 25, okay? So she is well outside his age limit, okay? <laughs> Mind you, they might be the same age now you think about it. They just might. But come on. Like, what are y'all promoting what what is this? Who can, well, like why is this the headline? I was confused. I was like, somebody planted this story because it's, it's nonsense. Lauren ain't going nowhere. Well, you know, the internet loves to obsess over the smallest things, and the video was quite funny. I'm not gonna lie. But who doesn't um, get Leo that way? Jeff probably needs to Leo that way, you know. <laughs> Leo looking you right in the eyes, too. That's so true. That's intense. So true. I love it. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into our hot topics. All right, unfortunately, we're going to take a somber note and talk about the tragedy of the Astro World Festival. So, Ashley, last weekend, Travis Scott was performing or headlining at the Astro World festival they said 50,000 people were in, in attendance unfortunately the crowd was so rowdy and there's also allegations of possible drug overdose that eight young people lost their lives there's a lot of unknowns um, there's currently a, an investigation going on but since the tragedy, Travis has since gone, come online to state how he felt about it in a very awkward black and white video. He's agreed to pay for uh, the funerals of the deceased and refund everyone who attended the festival. But Ashley, the families of the deceased are now suing him in Live Nation. 
what did you think when you first heard about the vitalities of this music concert? Uh, devastated um, by the senselessness. I mean, who, who goes to a concert and expects not to return home? And another thought that I had was, is this a pattern at like Travis Scott shows of like is some level of unruliness or an issue? Because this isn't the first time I it's remember not, hearing about him having not. crowd control issues at his shows. So, um, you he know, obviously guilty back in 2017 for um, in, inciting um, what it says in. I'm sorry, in 2019, there were three people who were hospitalized from being trampled when the barricades uh, came down and hundreds of fans charged in. So, yeah. Yes. So obviously it was um, a preventable situation when you start to hear more about it and you hear from the Houston police who say that they had a conversation with the production and with the artists and all that prior, um, when you hear about the fact that uh, firefighters were not able to communicate as they would have liked to with those who were inside to help. And, um, you know, the fact that there seems like there was a lack of real crowd control and all these things. I mean, it's just senseless. And um, when I heard about the families filing lawsuits and all these things, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be going on for quite a while because, I'm sure there's merit to this investigation that's going to be going on to justify. And I'm just, you know, prayers up to not only the families of those who lost their lives, but also just everybody who was there and involved and maybe dealing with the complications and issues of having seen this level of a tragedy. Yeah, There's still people who are in the hospital in critical condition. So yeah, I didn't even mention that hundreds of people are in were injured because of the events that happened on Saturday. To your point, Ashley, no one expects to go to a music concert and not come home. Like no one expects that. So when I heard this, I was like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. And I, you know, obviously um, Travis is, being blamed because he's the headliner and things like that. I think there is some validity to that, but I don't think he is the sole one to blame by any means. I think this might have been a perfect storm of, you know, you know, maybe the promoters not being mindful of the crowd size or anticipating, you know, the rowdiness of everything that goes on in a Travis Scott's concert. I mean, I saw on the news the other day, a young man who's paralyzed from a Travis Scott Yep, I heard about him too, yeah. There's been so many variations of stories. Some of these things, the same with the rush shooting, sometimes it's hard to keep up with because you hear about so many different angles and pieces of these sorts of stories. Yeah. So um, I wanted to highlight, um, this is from Vulture, situations in the past where, you know, crowds collapse or stampedes end up costing people um, their lives, unfortunately. So um, they said 115 people died in Shallow Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama in 1902 when the congregation heard someone say fire and thousands uh, in attendance rushed out of a single door. Um, that's why now that's something you can get charged for. Yeah. Inciting panic. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, 11 died in 1979, Cincinnati Arena. Uh, it was a Who concert. Heard about um, that. Yeah. And then in 1989, uh, there was a um, FA Cup semifinal killed 100 people. People were packed in too tight. So, you know, it's really important to be mindful of your surroundings when you're in a crowded area, know where all the exits are and know how you can be lying to them because, you know, it's really real out here. So we sending out positive vibes and prayers to those affected by this tragedy. Absolutely. All right, we are apparently still in the Kardashians world, <laughs> Ashley, because our next hot topic is essentially Kim Ye and their shenanigans. So I don't know where to begin. Let's start with Kanye. I, if we must. If we must. I really don't enjoy talking about him, but he's making his rounds in the news these days and it's causing up a stir. So he decided to go to uh, Drink Champs hosted by uh, Nori and DJ EFN. Um, they're on Revolt. He went on their podcast November 4th and a lot happened. Uh, he, he regrets signing Big Sean. Which disrespectful. Disrespectful. So disrespectful because Big Sean is super talented and I'm not even being biased because I'm from the D, okay? And it's not even just that he's not... Big Sean has never said a unkind word about Kanye ever. Like just because he just left good music, he said, I just talked to you after you did this interview and you didn't say a word to me. Ashley, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that Kanye was gonna sit down long forum and talk to these people, I'm like, are we gonna have another episode? You know what I mean? Because with Kanye, he's so unstable. Like it's, it's, it's like he would say anything because the cameras are on, you know what I mean? Kind of like slavery is a choice, but I digress. Uh, he talks about how uh, he also has a problem with Sean, again, and John Legend because they didn't blindly support him in his presidential bid. Her comment got thrown into that too. Yep, sure did. Great point, Ashley. And uh, he, he claimed that just Blaze copied him as if just Blaze doesn't have his own career. I mean, he gonna get he gonna get slapped one day. I just I'm waiting for it. Um, one more, two more things. Not that I can don't violence people. I'm just saying <laughs> he's reckless. I, I mean, Ashley, you and I are right here though. He's cause... reckless. He's real reckless. Soldier boy gonna be the one. Soldier boy's gonna be the one. <laughs> Go see him out in these streets and we go get that bitch slap on camera. Oh my God. <laughs> well, speaking of the proverbial bitch slap, he talks about how Drake is a sneaky bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Drake doesn't blatantly come for you, but he says that he goes to war by talking to every girl in your family, moving down the street, down five blocks down the street from your house. Like, and then apparently he was like, he was like, you know, stop. I, he was like, Drake told him that he did not sleep with Kim. 
And Kanye is like, let's stop acting like you did. And the I'm fact like, that no. you even have to have that conversation with another man versus yeah. your wife is yeah. wild to me. But to me, he was kind of giving Drake a lot of credit to say something like that. It's like, you trying to say you over here playing checkers and, Drake, and Drake's playing chess. You know what I mean? Like it almost, you made him sound like so diabolical. Well, it also shows that Kanye is very impulsive, right? So he doesn't have the patience or... He's not strategic. Yeah, that part, that part. Speaking of people sleeping with Kim, um, oh my God, what a segue! <laughs> <laughs> the final part I was gonna say about this uh, interview with Drink Champs is, he said that Kim is still his wife and that his kids want them to be together. Ashley, I was like. That is the most toxic thing that a toxic person can do <laughs> in a relationship. Knowing good and well, you finally, quote unquote, move on and we'll get to that. But now you want to say, you're still my wife. I've never seen any papers. How dare she make that joke on SNL? Ashley, give me all your thoughts on this. Oh, it's too many. Wasn't Lamar Odom still claiming Chloe was his wife for the better part of the last, you know, five years or so until after the, they were divorced? Until it was final. Exactly. Or the biggest mistake he made divorcing her or something. I was going to say exactly, but actually it was even after they divorced, he was still calling her his wife and such. So, you know, Kanye may, may be one of those, but I think what sucks is that Kanye is always given a platform to say whatever it is he feels he needs to say just because people know it's going to grab headlines I did not listen to this podcast episode I just saw the headlines and the highlights and all that and he's just as problematic as ever in my opinion he called Jay-Z selfish um yep. the whole saying Which that is not a stretch though let's keep that I mean Dane Dash has said the same thing all that but yeah. to me it depends on what your relationship to Jay-Z is and what yes what you're claiming he's selfish with like with Damon Dash it was a business yeah. perspective to me the Kanye thing is personal probably because yeah and if that's the case I cannot say I'll be putting you over my wife and children either sir so there's that but um you know but no yeah he's probably still hurt that he didn't come the wedding that's how like long his grudges exactly and and jay-z said i'm staying in the house even if it's burning down when me and my wife have beef so he was going through his own thing so you know the lack of empathy uh is questionable but in general delora I've said this in every discussion we've had about Kanye. I don't like that dude like that. So I think when it comes to hearing these snippets, when it comes to this interview, I'm just really hoping that at some point he fades away into the night and we stop having these headlines that come out because it doesn't, to me, do him any good. It doesn't do me any good. And yeah, it doesn't do him any favors in terms of his relationships within the industry. Because again, you talk about everybody that you've really ever been close to. Um, and I'm sure people- bridges over here. I, I, I'm sure people are more willing to forgive it just because it's Kanye and people are like, well, I guess that's how he is. But nah, I'm over it. What about you? Uh, Ashley- I actually did download this podcast thinking I was going to have time to listen to it. When I saw it was two hours, I was like, I'm not giving Kanye that much time. <laughs> the last time I gave him that much time was listening to Donda, which could have been so much better, but that's a whole nother conversation. Honestly, when I saw that he was having this interview 
with that haircut after we've been seeing him walking around in these streets with a white mask. I knew it was going to be unhinged. Um, at some point, you just wonder if he just says things for attention. Um, Remember, I said that the last time we talked about him. Like, yeah. is this real anymore or is this just a shtick? Yeah. And then, like, one of our favorite podcasts, um, Higher Learning, they made a valid point. It's like, who is Kanye? Like, are you this pompous um, billionaire yep. or are you for the people? I don't know. And to your point, I don't care. I really, I really do be <laughs> trying not to bring up the, even the Kardashians in their, their universe, you know, but they dominate the headlines, Ashley, in some weeks. And this is, this is just one of them. So with that being said, the reason why I brought up Kanye is because I want to talk about this Kim and Pete Davidson situation. Is this real, Ashley? I hope not. <laughs> We've talked about this via text, and I've told you my feelings about the consistent allure and pull of Mr. Pete Davidson. Pete, Pete needs to, you know, teach a course at this point because he bats for the stands every time. I mean, Ashley, let's go down. Let's let's go down the Rolodex real quick, shall we? He has he was engaged to Ariana Grande. Yeah. He dated Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale, a grown woman. And and still fine as hell. Exactly. He was just with Daphne freaking Bridgerton. You, you she utilized her cachet from Bridgerton on Pete. She Davison. was hot out in the streets. She could have been Chris Evans. That's how that's how hot she was. And she won with Pete. And now you're telling me that the, and she is at this point the Kim Kardashian, maybe giving that man even an ounce of her love, time, and attention. It's it's mind-blowing for me. It's it's mind-blowing because actually also think about it this way, especially when you're a quote unquote billionaire, she doesn't have time. She has four children, a billion-dollar empire. I don't think her empire is as inflated as Kylie was. I will give her that. <laughs> but with an ex-husband like Kanye, like why is she why is she doing this? Now some people, this is really shady and I think it's kind of funny. I was going to say you may say what I was about to say. Let me hear it. Kim didn't like all the attention her sister was getting with Travis. Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but that, that was I have seen those those memes which are hilarious. That cracks me up. Yeah. But then to the Kanye point again, too, he's been out with several women. And as soon as Kim gets somebody simple and easy, like a Pete Davidson, because I think he's a good time. I think he's probably, he probably makes her laugh. He's probably great in bed. And it, it, she doesn't have to make That whole him. great in bed thing. Like I said, she has dated some men that I think probably are very pleasing. So I don't know if that's the lure for Kim. I'll give you maybe the Ariana Grande who, you know, by, by her stature may have thought he was slanging out here. Not to be rude, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just keeping all the way real with y'all on this podcast today. <laughs> you know, Ariana may not have tasted his, the sampling that Kim has tasted, but to your point, what I was going to say, and I thought you were possibly going to say, is it, is it any validity to the idea that Pete gets broken birds? Pete gets women possibly Ooh. right after they've gone through some shit, 
like Ariana had just gotten was trying to get over Mac Miller at the time they got together. I mean, is it possible that that's another part of his allure is that he's getting you when you want that well, rebound? He's a broken bird too, though. So I don't know. I yeah, don't but know. he he may just be that that little sauce you need, right? When you're trying to get back, get that bounce back. Because that's What's one that's that? a theory I had in my mind. What's the name of that movie that came out? The Good Luck Chuck or something like that? Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. He was the one everybody dated before they found their husband. In this case, he's the one you date probably after you thought you found your husband. Uh, <laughs> except for Daphne, uh, Daphne Bridgerton, by the way. That's yeah. Name, but she yeah. may have really liked him. And remember, remember, Pete also dated before he started getting to the level of fame he's at now with the higher profile women. He dated uh, my dude... Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm's daughter. He dated... Um, he did for a while. Yeah, what is her name? Their breakup was messy because Ariana got him. Ariana... Larry Davis' daughter. Larry Davis' daughter. In the daughter. middle of some messy relationships. She's married woman now, but she used to not have clean breaks. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to say she was a Kardashian? A baby Kardashian? Ooh. Ashley, so... What's up? <laughs> but yeah, so... The Kim and Pete thing is very interesting. I'm sure some of it is to get back at Kanye. I think she likes the attention and she got his attention because he's now hanging out with a 23-year-old model. So again, she has to be that young because who would put up with Kanye? Seriously. Like she said on SNL, it's just personality. And I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree. So yeah i just hope it's not real don't let that be real don't let it be real please kim please are they ever gonna get back together ashley only jesus knows okay and 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 i hope for the sake of whatever and i've said this before that kim moves on because i don't think that situation was uh healthy was gonna work long term but god bless her and the children on that note, let's get into our Michael Dose. So actually, we're going to talk about our favorite dances for Dancing with the Stars first, because we are going to Michael Dose insecure. <laughs> and that's going to take a little bit more time, but really quick. Favorite dances from Janet Jackson Night on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, baby. First of all, this is my favorite episode of this series ever. Oh, and but yes. again remember folks this is only my second season so <laughs> take it take it for that but my top highlights were if uh when Melora yeah. and Artem did the pasta yes. dough play Ooh, so I was good. out of my seat baby and then the fighting though was intense was it like, was Ooh. when they had to have the little hug out I was like oh y'all really be getting heated in there and you know I love mm. me some Artem so you yes, know yes. Melora don't play um and then obviously Iman and Daniela for yes. Rhythm Nation yes. was immaculate I'm not I didn't even listen to the judges on that I don't care what no. y'all say who cares that was amazing and Iman is he, you knew he was gonna get it and he was not gonna make his wife was bad like when I tell you my biggest disappointment of the night is that they did not allow Tiana Taylor to come on there and do a special performance like when they were saying oh we're gonna have a special performance immediately I was like oh Tiana's gonna come on here and do a Janet tribute that would have been fire Delora that would have been fire you do know Tiana is not consumed by the grannies that be watching I know but it's for me it's for me I wanted it I needed it. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get there. I will say I'm really enjoying 
the format of you know artist night because that's something they didn't have before um they've done they've done the disney and they've done the halloween that's traditional but to have like these theme nights like queen britney janet i am loving it It and even greece greece was epic to me as well so true yeah i have to say of course iman and daniela were my favorite um i did enjoy the passe um, I, I really don't have much else to really say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Im- Iman did that. What i going to close with is this. There were two songs I really wanted them to perform, but we're, we're down to the semifinal, so it's not that many people. But um, All Right With You, I, I don't know the title of that song, but that's my song. All Right With I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Wish they had that. And then my other favorite Jenna song that no one danced to was um, Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't really matter what they ask. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think they played all of my absolute favorites. Like, if again, first of all, again, about to get me emotional. Like, again, touches me every single time. Because I even saw Jenna in concert on that tour and she cried in concert on that song. Girl, I told you, I have seen all my favorite female artists live. I've seen Beyonce, Janet, uh, Whitney Houston, and Brandy all in concert over the course of my life so far. So, girl, I had it's, it's been amazing to see them live. But they played all my favorites, but to your point, we could have went through Janet's whole catalog and I would have been jamming out because yeah. that is what made the show for me is that, yeah. oh my God. And remember how we said with Britney, some of the rendition sucked. I loved all the renditions. That is very true because that took me out of Britney's night because of that. So that's a great, great point, Ashley. Well, we're at the semifinals. I really don't know who's going to win because the two people who were kicked off, I did not expect. Um, I really wish Renford, uh, Jimmy, I, I thought he's what the show is all about. Like someone you don't expect to do well, but has done well. He was so I, sweet. I just I thought he's such he a sweet man. Vote, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that's another reason why Melora was even in the bottom this week because Melora yeah. has been scoring at the top, top, top. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that then, JoJo was in the bottom the week before, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a been a wild point. ride. And Jade, I just thought y'all really trying it with her father on this episode, trying to make him how awesome. he I'm was like, friends with Janet back in the 90s. Janet, I where you at, like, girl? <laughs> Dispute I this. Like, I'm so Dave, I'm like, he's a convicted felon. So I don't know. Dispute this. Dispute <laughs> this, Janet. Hop back on because they showed her she talked to Tyra for a minute at the very beginning. Hop back on to be like, I don't know that man. Which I absolutely love that we got a chance to see Janet. I love, love, love that part. So yay, Janet Knight. Epic success. Ashley. Yeah. Insecure episode three. Here we go. Lawrence Hive, where are you? (laughs) Because... I'm not a part of it, so I don't know where y'all at, because this episode (laughs) was stressful AF. Oh, it was. It was. I don't even know where to start, Ashley. Are you (laughs) Team Lawrence or Team Condolences? What the internet calls her? Condolences, uh, all sorts of names that woman has. Condense milk. (laughs) 
I'm team Elijah. That was the team oh. that I was on. Oh. Because yeah. I absolutely need y'all to stop physically fighting over this baby. Like every single scene where I thought they was about to start snatching the baby out of each other's arms, my anxiety was on 10. I just, the fact that he was on a date and got a text that said that his son was coming to the world. Fringy. That should have given me the, all I needed to know about how this episode was going to go down. <laughs> cringy cringy because we I, didn't know yeah. how their relationship since he found out that news had really evolved or changed so yeah you tell and me y'all were pretty much incommunicado throughout your pregnancy which is crazy because I guess I didn't expect that from Lawrence I, I really didn't I thought in my mind he was going to be with Issa, but then he's going to have this child, even though he's not in relationship with this woman or whatever. Right. Because she's not but a stranger. This was not, not someone you just had a one night stand with. This is someone you were in a relationship with. I have to say this episode, love, so my favorite parts about the episode, loving meeting her family, the wonderful Kiki Palmer. And, yes, Kiki. Um, this from waiting to exhale Lila um, Rashawn oh it's so great to see them but this episode was a difficult one but um the other part that I love the parallel the split screen between his life and her life as a new mom and how it is just as hard but he out here living like a single man he I mean he is a single man I think that's that's the dilemma that some viewers I think had was, you know, people, some people were livid that he would be dating and doing all these things when he has a baby on the way. And then at the same time, it's like, but he's a single man. How do you expect for single men to act when they are either expecting a child or have a new child, but they're not with the mother of their child? I don't even know what would have been the ideal situation. I just know to his point when he was having a conversation with his friend, this isn't how I expected my first child to be. No. And I'm like, we, life has a way of doing that, but are you doing everything in your power to make the situation better? And the level of disrespect that he showed her was really rough for me because mm. I'm not saying that she was an innocent party. I'm not saying that, but you are literally cussing out the mother of your child in front of your child. That's not a good look. And to Tiffany husband's point, the baby feels that energy. You know, I do believe in energy and vibes and things like that. You can't be coming around that with a newborn baby. No, thank yeah. you. Well, I think it was also a great point that he made about, you know, you don't want to exacerbate this situation. Mm -hmm. And even Kendola, who... You know, I definitely was upset about the whole condola situation when we ended season five. I was on the same wave yeah. as Kiki because Kiki yeah. Palmer was like, I told, yeah. you know, I hated condola. <laughs> I think we all hated condola, not because sure condola did. did anything wrong, yeah. but because it was such an interference into yep. the storyline and the Issa and Lawrence relationship. And yeah. so I think this episode gave me so much more empathy for condola because yeah. we really got to peek in so much more to this, this stage of her mm -hmm. life. And then 
for me, I think I tried to sit back and not really judge either one of them in the episode, because what I was hoping to do was to just get a better understanding of how do two people, because this is real life situations people go through. How do people navigate these waters and what mistakes do people make along the way? You know, because to me, I saw two people, even though people criticize Orange, people criticize Condola, I saw two people who I thought I think were doing the best that they could do in that moment. I will say that. That's that's the truth. Well said, Ashley. But what I will say is this. Lauren's ancient behavior came out even with the suit and tie. You know, we kind of saw a little bit of it, and I'm being sarcastic, a lot of bit of it in the first couple of seasons where he was just trying to find his way. So he inconveniently shuts down or doesn't produce or support the women in his life and I feel like even though he's in a suit and tie now some of that old ugly behavior Mm -hmm. started rearing his ugly head and he finally was with somebody who called him out on it because he said just let him go get away with it well the stakes are higher the stakes are higher to that point too yeah that's a great point but when she didn't let that man hold that baby I'm like sis let that man hold that hold that baby I mean, that's some those moments of like the physical, like, give me my baby. And this, I was like, if y'all please stop, please take a minute, take a beat, step back from the situation. So I guess what I'm happy about is the end resolution is I feel like them both coming back to the table and realizing this is not working. We need to work together to figure out how to go about this and do what's best. And so to me, that shows such maturity to your point uh, as far as even Lawrence's character development, but also just the idea that again, these stakes, this is not about either one of you individually because now you have a child. Yeah. Yeah. But does it take a near life, ex- near end of life experience to get you to wake the F up? I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. You know, sometimes you have to go through something, I guess, to really appreciate or change your outlook or mindset. Again, what I appreciate to me is that this is real television. This is, there are mm-hmm. people who probably can so strongly relate to this storyline and so strongly mm-hmm. relate to seeing this reflected on TV. And then you have the people, too, who are like, damn, I'm glad this wasn't me. You know, I'm glad this was not my situation. When I tell you when Amara was a baby and David used to come home from work, I'm like, thank you for working. But I need for you to take this baby. I'm going to sit on the bathroom floor with the door closed for the next hour, maybe. I don't think I was ever in there for an hour, but it's like I need I need to be by myself. Yeah, but but yeah. So and who knows? She could have been going through postpartum and all that too. In the midst of all that, that I mean, been. the level of additional stressors of having that relationship dynamic probably made that situation ten times worse. But For luckily, sure. she had a helpful mother and sister. But. Yeah, that I moment where her sister like took care of the baby for her to go ahead and get her massage, yeah. like stuff like yeah. that, was I appreciated in the episode. Yeah. So what do you think? What are your predictions? Do you think he's going to be moving back? Yeah, because I feel like we saw in a preview already that he's going to be moving back to L.A., um, which, you know, is for the best, I'm sure, for this co-parenting situation, because to Condola's point, you're trying to be a part-time dad and just hop in and hop out. You know, this is not drive and not show up parenting. Yeah, it's not drive. It's not drive through parenting. You know, 
for the kid, especially like this is a baby now, but this kid is going to grow up over time and they're going to realize that you're not putting in that work and effort to be their parent the way that they need you to. So, you know, I think it's probably for the best. Um, Now, am I rooting for a Condola Lawrence, uh, you know, rekindling of a romance? No, I'm not saying all of that. But I do hope that they are able to successfully co-parent and that he because I mean he works in technology. I'm sure there's plenty of opportunity in L.A. working for him to be able to do that. So I think it's for the best. What do you think? Um, So, no, I'm not rooting for them in the relationship. I'm also not rooting for Issa and Nathan either based off of the preview. So that should be interesting. Issa and Nathan or East? Oh, oh, because the next episode is gonna yeah. be yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he'll move back. It, it'll just be interesting how they're going to intertwine him back into the central group, right? Because in this episode, we didn't get any Issa at all. Were you surprised so. that Issa and Molly didn't come to the baby's first birthday? Ooh, why weren't they there? I don't know. That was, was Tiffany's about child's that first birthday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know in real life, they're not really friends with Amanda. <laughs> so, you know, Amanda, I love her, but her relationships, she'd be falling out with people. <laughs> yeah, I love Amanda as a fan. I just don't know. I can't speak on friendships and relationships. I think the same, and I think it's something people don't talk about enough. People talk about compatibility in terms of romance, but there's compatibility to friendship as well. Oh, girl, yes. You are not compatible with everybody on a friendship level. That's still a relationship that takes work. That's true. That's so true. So I'm not mad at the cast and the crew and everybody else. If, you know, once those cameras stop rolling, we ain't cool. We can work together, keep it professional. (laughs) You know? So any final thoughts, Ashley, on Insecure episode three? I'm still just sad that we're just dwindling down to the end. I feel like yeah, I am. Our, I feel like I'm just trying to, you know, soak up these 27 minute episodes <laughs> and then watching just the sip afterwards, you know, they had Condola yeah. on this time. And so they talked about how it paralleled her real life pregnancy yeah. and post-pregnancy. Um, I didn't know she was really pregnant. So when they were showing shots of postpartum. I'm like, she's looking real good. Like, this is a real life. So I especially noticed the post baby bump. And I was like, oh, they made that look so realistic. But it was really her post baby bump. So um, I think that was um, awesome um, that we got to have a sit down with that actress. Because again, I feel like there's been so much hate. There's a lot of heat. There's been so much hate against Gondola. And again, I never hated Condola. I just hated the situation that we were put in. So and and check that out guys yeah and final final point i mean i almost wonder like did she expect him to really want to be with her when she told him you were pregnant and i was like well what were your expectations for him because y'all had broken up and he didn't want to have the baby but you said because of my age and my situation i want to have this baby so she was so so you know, reassured that she was moving forward with this, that I'm like, why are you surprised of his hands-off approach then? So I don't know. I'm not even 
sure if she was surprised though. I think she was more surprised when he was like, Hey, I want to start having some say. She like, well, where you been at for these past nine, 10 months? You know, I yeah. actually thought at first she seemed very like lackadaisical about the whole thing. And then I realized, mm. well, to her point, cause remember when it came up about the baptism yes. and she was, and she had already made all these plans. She was like, so am yeah. I ever going to have a say? She was like, well, bruh, where you been at? Like, yeah. you want to have a say now? Where have you been? So, yeah. um, I don't think she expected him to be involved, but again, you're right. She made this decision pretty unilaterally at the start yeah. of, of everything. So that's why I'm not as I'm not hard on either one of them because mm-hmm. I mean, this is real grown up shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? This <laughs> is real grown up shit. And yeah. it's finest. <laughs> yeah. It's real grown up shit. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we did it, Ashley. I'm so excited for next week's episode. What are we recapping? Girl, the time has come to recap the much discussed, the much beloved Netflix's biggest ever series, Squid Game. Yo, we're really doing it, huh? It's time. The time has come. So y'all, stay tuned for that. If you have not seen Squid Game, you like me before we did this recap and make sure you catch up on these nine episodes so we can talk about it. Okay. We got a lot to discuss. Delora, I love you so much. Love you too, Ashley. Be blessed guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.